Hi, I'm here with Haley in Chiang Mai and her company has successfully advised over 200 people on relocating and retiring in Thailand. And in our previous video, we discussed what the best visa is for most people, the elite visa that is. <laughs> <laughs> but in this video, now we're gonna talk about the next uh, major discussion you would have uh, before moving here and that is the cost of living in Thailand, right? So today we're gonna break down like the typical questions that people would ask and so that you can have a general idea on how to budget, how things are priced in Thailand and the different essentials that you need so you, you can paint a better picture on how much money you'll need to spend each month or each year in Thailand. So with that, Haley, thank you again for joining us. So where do we start in terms of cost of living? What are, what some, what are some common questions that people ask? Right, well, a big question is, how much money do I need per month to live in Thailand? Right. And I'll tell you that there is a wide variance in budgets for Thailand. So you could live as cheaply as $1,000 per month or live very lavishly and extravagantly for $5,000 US per month. So it really depends on what's within your budget. But I would say for most people, between two to $3,000 is a good, um, good average range. Right. And the fact that there's a range here for everyone is one of the appeals of Thailand too, because you can get wonderful street food pot thai that costs one or two dollars, and you can have a very delicious, authentic meal. But if you want something very luxurious, some fine dining, Thailand has wonderful options for you too, whether you're in Bangkok, Phuket, Chiang Mai, or, or anything. Oh, yeah. So there's some really something for everyone here. And there's really good value in, in, in living here too. Yeah, everything is much more accessible in Thailand. So the difference is going to be more based upon the facilities and the style for a condo or home or even getting a massage. You can get a one hour massage for five, six dollars, or you could go to a really nice spa and pay $60. So there's a wide range um, depending on what you can fit within your budget. Yeah, and, and when we met a few days earlier, we were joking about like how we like to hang out at hotel pools and, and eat the food and drink the cocktails and all like that. And people from the outside, they may think like, Jesus, that's like five-star stuff. That's right. really, but no, it's really accessible for us to just do this as a thing. For example, you have a favorite place called Lati Rana right. that they have like a day pass that you can go use the gym, go use the pool for what is it? It's something like uh, five hundred baht. Yeah, around that. Okay. Um, so then you can hang out at the pool, go to the gym, sauna, um, just enjoy the whole day in this five-star resort. Right. And, and Thailand has so much to offer, right? So it's, it's a really great place. So that's a an, that's an general overview that there's a range of stuff for you. There's something for everyone. Let's break it down a little bit to the line items. Let's start first actually um, about visa costs. Mm -hmm. So there obviously is cost for processing visas. There's the application fees and all like that. And that's why I want to slide in the elite visa first because that may factor into the cost of living, right? So what's the cost of getting the Thailand elite visa? Packages start at around 17,000 US dollars or 600,000 baht for five years. Um, but the most popular package is 20 years and that's 1 million baht or around 27,000 US dollars. So that one averages out to just above 1,000 US dollars per year. 
Right, and you offer consultancy for the elite visa as well. And if you're interested in the Thailand elite visa, I made a previous video with Haley discussing all the benefits, the requirements of the elite visa, how great it is, how it's suitable for most people, and comparing it against other visas as well. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see that, I'll link to that video in this video's description. And if you want to jump on a consultation call with Haley to discuss the elite visa and relocating here, I've included the contact details in the video description as well. So that is the elite visa factoring into the cost of living here, mm -hmm. five to 20 years. So you can do the math, divide that into the amount of years and you mentioned the price there. Mm -hmm. What about other visas? What are some other costs associated with the other visas? Yeah, so there is the tourist visa and depending on your nationality, it may be free if you are eligible for the 45 day visa exemption. But then you also have to consider the cost of border runs, staying at hotels, and this really isn't a feasible option for long term, only a maximum of six months. For other people, they may be looking at a retirement visa. And I would say the first year is going to be the most expensive, switching from a tourist visa to the non-O three-month visa, and then you get one-year extensions after that. So the government fees are fairly low, um, just maybe $100 or so, but you should usually use the assistance of a visa agent unless you want to go back to the immigration office multiple times, have immigration officers find something wrong in your application every time. Uh, so if you use the assistance of a visa agent, then it will typically be between, um, for the first year, I would say around $700 to $1,400, depending on the visa agency or law firm that you work with. And the annual extensions are around $300, $400 working with an agent as well. Any other costs with any other visas you'd like to mention? Yeah, so if you get something like an education visa or a volunteer visa, which the volunteer visa is not a good idea. We explain then, why in that video. Yeah. <laughs> then it's going to be around $1,000 or so, um, usually a bit more. I would say between 30,000 baht to 50,000 baht. But it also depends on um, if that includes the school fees, um, any options that make it more convenient for 90-day check-ins, um, and an education visa does require you to pay an additional fee every 90 days. So that's actually different from a 90-day report. It's a 90-day extension. I'm, I'm so impressed by like the amount of information you're shooting to the camera here. This is, no, really, no, she knows her stuff and you're, you've been a professional. You've advised so many people on this and that's why I have you here, like, because very impressive stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. So yeah, you, if you want to consult with her, you know, the lines are open. Right? <laughs> and so, so we talked about visas there. You kind of mm -hmm. got a grasp of what the costs are associated with getting a visa here. The next thing, that next major expense that people are going to incur is that of living, right? So right. Let's, let's talk about an overview on what to expect in terms of rent for either a house or a condo. Mm -hmm. Sure, so a big thing to consider is where you're going to be living in Thailand. So Bangkok and islands like Phuket and Koh Samui are going to be more expensive than the north, um, Chiang Mai, or even the northeast, Isan area. So in the north, it's going to be a big price difference um, for food, for rent, for really everything. Uh, so 
For example, you could get a condo in Bangkok. How about you talk about Bangkok since you're based in Bangkok? Let's hear it, Jen. Okay, all right, sure. Yeah, because I, I know about that. So, okay, full disclosure, I, I, what I pay, I pay around 18,000 baht a month for my condo in Bangkok. That's actually a pretty good deal because I, I locked that, that in during COVID. That's for a 47 square meter, so it's a one bedroom and with really nice facilities in a fairly modern building in the middle of Bangkok, that's really good. I think realistically, right. you should probably expect to pay around 25,000 baht right. for a one bedroom in Bangkok. Mm -hmm. So around 25, don't feel bad that, um, that you're not getting 18. That's, yeah. <laughs> I know, you got a good deal. I was gonna say around 25,000 baht 25,000 baht for a one bedroom. Mm -hmm. A two bedroom, you're looking probably at 35, 40. Right, and then it just goes up from there. Three to four bedrooms, you can go up to fifty, mm -hmm. and and obviously there are really really nice places, amazing facilities for over a hundred thousand baht too. Mm -hmm. But the, the stuff is you get is like world class. And right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I tour some of them in my channel, so if you want to check those out, you can do that as well. Now, if you want to buy uh, condos, one bedroom condos, they can range between let's say four to seven million baht. A two bedroom can be in the ballpark of, let's say eight to 15. Now this obviously depends on the, how old the condo is, whether it's a new condo or the, the, the class. There's actually different condo classes, uh, economy class, mid-class, upper class, luxury class, super luxury class, where the, those ones, uh, just a one bedroom can be like 20 something million baht for just a one bedroom, so it can, it goes back to... It would have really nice facilities then. Beautiful. Impeccable. Impeccable. Mm -hmm. Like some of them are branded residences that are managed by top brands like the Ritz-Carlton or Mandarin Oriental. I've toured a lot of them. They're like really exceptional. It goes back to what we said about there's something for everyone. Mm -hmm. But you can go for a, a standard condo by like AP or by Sansiri for the ballpark of, let's say, between a one and two bedroom, you're looking to pay maybe around... 10 to 20 million baht for a pretty decent condo. Mm -hmm. But back to rent, mm -hmm. you, can, you can be in a decent one bedroom on your own for 25,000 baht in Bangkok. So that's a little bit of an overview of Bangkok. If you want more information on that, you can watch my other videos related to condos in Bangkok. There's a whole section on that. And, but obviously it's gonna be a lot cheaper in Chiang Mai as you can attest, because you live here. So yes, let's give an I overview Chiang of Chiang Mai. I live in Chiang Mai, and a lot of expats do decide to live in Chiang Mai, not only because of the really affordable cost of living, but the general lifestyle. But specifically for the cost of living, um, it depends on what the style of home is, where it is in the city, but just to give you an idea, you can get a one bedroom in the center of the city, um, in Niman or in uh, Changklan, in a really nice location that's walking distance to everything, uh, for as cheap as $300 or around 9,000 baht. Um, but if you go up to around 20,000 baht, then it's going to be in a new building that has a sauna and pool and will be much more modern and uh, comfortable. This is actually a good thing to do. We can do some cost of living breakdowns between Bangkok versus Chiang Mai. Mm -hmm. That's actually a good idea. We mm -hmm. should continue with that. And so, great. So, so you, would you say that the cost of living in general in Chiang Mai is, would it be two thirds of Bangkok or half that of Bangkok? 
Well, let's see. So if you eat at a nice Italian restaurant in Chiang Mai, I would say you can pay 250 baht for a really good pasta that's with cooked by an Italian cook um, in a really beautiful environment that's nice for a date or treating yourself. What about in Bangkok? Are you talking about why not? Why not? Why? The Pasta Corner. Pasta, pasta Corner I've been has really too. good pasta. Yeah, okay, so in two, two to three hundred baht for a really nice Italian restaurant yeah. for pasta. Mm -hmm. Bangkok, I would say for really good cooked by Italian, all that in a really nice environment, it is more expensive. I'd say you're looking at 380 to 450 mm -hmm. for a decent pasta. And with Bangkok, they got Michelin star restaurants. Like it goes up from there. Right? In Chiang Mai, they do too. Oh, really? They Don't do? underestimate okay. Chiang Mai. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's great about Thailand is that so many foreigners want to live in Thailand yeah. and a lot of them are retired or they have already made a lot of their income overseas. So they're in Thailand for the lifestyle. So they're really not concerned about making a lot of money from their restaurant, but it's more um, passion driven. I see. So they have really affordable prices that make it accessible to people, but the quality is still top notch. So Haley, how much is your typical lunch budget? Because you work, the, your, your office here is on Niman. Mm -hmm. This is downtown Chiang Mai. So when you break for lunch and go out for lunch, what is your general lunch budget here? Mm -hmm. It ranges from around 100 baht to 200 baht. And that's when I usually eat Western food. Um, so getting a salad or um, some curry or something, um, it'll be around 100 to 200. But if I wanted to, I could go to eat at a local spot and pay just 30 to 50 baht or around one, two dollars. For me, Bangkok, I, if I go out to eat lunch, I'm, I need to be prepared to pay between three to 500 baht for a meal in Bangkok, yeah. Obviously, I can go to a street vendor and buy local food for maybe, it's around like 60 to 80 baht nowadays. Mm -hmm. But I think I would like to mention that I've noticed that street food in Chiang Mai is higher quality than in Bangkok. I think in Bangkok, because the, co the, the cost of living there is so high for the locals, I've found that the vendors have had to cut costs in terms of the quality of the ingredients. Mm. So I've found the street food in Chiang Mai at the 40 to 50 baht range to mm -hmm. be of higher quality than the Bangkok stuff at 50, 60, 70 baht. I think in Bangkok, if you really want a wholesome meal that with high quality ingredients, at least 150 baht. 150 baht is like at the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chiang Mai has great street food right. or even, not even off the street, but just a very simple <clears throat> restaurant, very unassuming, but they still have really good ingredients and a lot of options. The next important thing after food is coffee, right? Oh. Chiang Mai takes first place in my heart for oh, yeah. coffee. I mean, I and he's a coffee critic. I am, I am a That's coffee nut. Yeah, no, I live in Bangkok, but I also live in Chiang Mai as well. So I, I know both places. So how much would be a cup of? Now the coffee here is world class. Mm -hmm. It's incredible the coffee you get here if you love coffee not only coffee the tea here is really good too mm -hmm. yeah and the produce and all that. so a cup of coffee you're looking at how much would it be in Chiang Mai well you could go to just the local stand pay 30 baht or a dollar but if you want a really good coffee then I would say between 60 <clears throat> to 120 baht and 120 baht really is Right. Wow. I didn't know that they went that high in Chiang Mai. Oh yeah. If you go to Rostratery, I went there for oh, the first okay. time last week and that's more of like 
uh, almost like a cocktail where they, they do the coffee art and it's really top quality. So maximum $4 for a coffee, but you could get a really good one for 2 to $3. I will say on average, when, I, when I'm in Chiang Mai, I get coffee all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I would be looking at between 60 to 80 baht for coffee mm -hmm. in Chiang Mai. For a really, like we're talking cappuccino, latte, flat white with really great, like well-roasted, the mm -hmm. bean, like world-class stuff. So 60 to 80 baht. In Bangkok, unfortunately, it's a lot harder to find good coffee there. A lot of yeah. the coffee there is so junk and it's expensive. You're looking at 90 to 140 baht for a good cup of coffee. And that's still a gamble. You might get, you can pay, I have paid 140 for very, very terrible coffee. So that was a meal and that was coffee. Next, you know, we, after work, we want to go out for a little happy hour, a few drinks. So how much would be a drink in Chiang Mai? Mm -hmm. Well, you could get a beer for just two, three dollars, mm -hmm. um, around a hundred baht or so. But if you wanted a good cocktail, then that would be between 200 to 300 typically. In that range, yes. Yeah, but if you go to just a, a normal bar, maybe they have mojitos for 100 baht. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be 100 to 300 baht for a drink in Chiang Mai. Mm -hmm. In Bangkok, yes, you can get a beer for about 160, 180 baht. Obviously, there's happy hours and you can go cheaper than that. But if you're going for like a proper cocktail, if you're going to a really nice cocktail bar, you're looking at at least 350. Most places are in the 400 range. Oh, another thing I like to I like I need to say is in Bangkok, they 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 also add VAT and service, an extra 17% to Chiang Mai. They haven't caught up with that yet. What you see is what you pay in yeah, Chiang Mai. Yeah, it's all included. Okay, mm -hmm. so so that's a general idea about food, coffee, drinks. The essentials for, for surviving. Okay, mm -hmm. so let's get into... Another big one is transportation. Right. So in Chiang Mai or on an island, a lot of people drive a motorbike. Now that's very affordable. The gas for driving a motorbike or motorcycle can be just three dollars a hundred baht per week. To fill up the tank. To fill up much. the tank, right. Um, but a lot of people also use Grab, which is like the Uber of Thailand. And in Chiang Mai, that's very affordable. Also, uh, the city is pretty small, so everything is pretty close together. So it'll only be about 100 baht going out. So we've covered the living essentials, the condos and eating there. Another, another thing is healthcare, right? So let's talk about insurance. How much should one expect to pay in terms of health insurance premiums? Mm -hmm. So it depends on the coverage, your age, um, any medical conditions you've had in the past. But a great way to reduce the cost of medical insurance is with a high deductible. So if you factor these things in, it can typically be between maybe $600 to $3,000, really depending on uh, the coverage and um, what the different considerations are. I see. For a little bit of context, um, so my dad, who's 71, he has a health insurance policy, pays around 5,000 something baht a month for a pretty, it's, it's, it's a cheap, it, a, in the affordable plan, it's not, it doesn't give him extensive coverage. He recently had surgery on his collarbone here in Chiang Mai at, at a hospital, and the bill came at around just under 200,000 baht, and 
insurance covered 160,000 of that, wow. uh, around that, and then some other accidental insurance covered that. So we ended up paying out of pocket approximately 22,000 baht. So just to give you an uh, overview, this is a real example of health insurance, the, the cost of a, a surgical operation there in Chiang Mai, it's just to give you context here. I, my policy, I pay around 2,700 baht a month for mine, but it's a pretty top-notch top policy, and it's considering my age, too. I'm, I'm a, you know, my dad is a lot older than I am, so the premiums for him for a fairly entry-level plan would be more than me for a pretty high-level plan. And I would like to drop a little advertisement here. If you are looking for health insurance, I will link to resources on my channel of how to find health insurance and also a great comparison site that I've recommend to a lot of people where you can instantly input your details and they'll spit out instant quotes based on your age, whether you want inpatient, outpatient, whether you want dental or vision, and they'll show you a bunch of plans by Pacific Cross, by Aetna, by AXA, by uh, LMG, all these things and they'll display it for you to compare and you can see as a concrete example of how much you're, you be expecting to pay for your specific situation. So definitely check that out. Mm -hmm. I would also like to say that one, a good thing about using a local provider, these are just things to keep into consideration is, let's say there's a problem, you can probably, you, you're obviously in Thailand's time zone, you can contact the health insurance provider here during business hours and they can put you with a English-speaking representative. If it's a major company like AXA or Pacific Cross or Luma, they'll definitely have English-speaking staff. And, and another thing, if you have disputes, you can take it up with the local Thai courts and all like that. So that's one thing to consider yeah, with health insurance. Yeah, and uh, I want to go based insurance. off of that too, yeah. is that depending on the insurer, some will cover you, in case you were in a big accident, they'll cover all the costs. Um, not requiring you to pay yourself and then make a claim and receive the money later. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. I think if it's pretty clear cut what your situation is, if you, if you clearly were in an accident or there was a real emergency, you had to go to the ICU and all like that, they, basic, they, they wouldn't need you to fork up any upfront. So with my dad, unfortunately, he had to, to pay upfront because it was a little bit complicated because he had the accident he fractured the collarbone at first, but then a few weeks, and then a week later, it then broke just because, you know, moving around at home without, without an actual metal brace in. So the claims process took a little bit of time, and so we had to pay up front first, but then by the time he left the hospital, it already went through, and so they, they basically refunded us what we, we didn't have to pay. So they refunded us 177 something thousand baht. Uh, an example of, for me, where, where the insurance provider paid everything and I didn't pay anything at all because they just immediately saw it as a necessity was I came down with dengue fever, which is something a lot of people might come across with sometime in Thailand. So I immediately went to the hospital. The results were dengue fever. I had to stay there for a whole week, nightmare. But uh, I came out of there and I was only charged 200 baht for administrative. I don't even know why they wanted to charge. It's like, just cover that too. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> they wanted me to pay something. So the bill came out to be, and this was a hospital in Bangkok, by the way. My, my dad's was in Chiang Mai. I checked into a bank, uh, 
hospital in Bangkok for my dengue fever. I stayed there for about six days, I think, and the bill came out to around 80,000 bahts, and I paid 200, 200, 200 baht. $6. $6 for <laughs> ha, dengue fever treatment in Bangkok for six days. So that's just to give you a little context of the costs associated. Obviously, it doesn't cover everything. This is just based on my personal experience. Do you have any personal experiences with uh, healthcare? Uh, well, I would like to add on about the cost at hospitals. So Bangkok is going to be the most expensive uh, for the quality of care they can provide. Um, also, Phuket or Koh Samui will be fairly expensive. Uh, Chiang Mai is going to be the most affordable as far as the cost of the hospital and the, the nightly room rate. Um, so depending on the coverage that you have, it may be good to come to Chiang Mai or maybe it doesn't make a difference if you get coverage in Bangkok. But I just had a oh. consultation with someone last week who was looking at Bangkok for anti-aging treatments and most insurance companies or all will not cover anti-aging. So he was really pleasantly surprised to know that in Chiang Mai there's really great care. There are tons of clinics and really experienced doctors uh, that can provide the same kind of care at about half the price. With health insurance policies in Thailand, you have coverage for inpatient and outpatient coverage too, right? So inpatient, that's, that is when you need to stay overnight at the hospital, then the inpatient coverage kicks in, whether it's they have a limit of 400,000 baht or a million baht or, or 3 million baht, with outpatient, if you're just going there for a routine checkup or if you're doing something where it's, it's, you're, you're going in and out with that doctor's visit, you can get outpatient treatment. So in my, with my health insurance policy, I have an outpatient coverage of 1,500 baht, which means that each time I go in, they'll cover 1,500 baht and I pay whatever is beyond that. And for me, going into a hospital, even in Bangkok, any routine checkup that just involves like a doctor's consultation will be below that. It usually comes out at around a thousand baht. It's, mm -hmm. it's not only until they prescribe like x-rays, ultrasounds, or any other blood work that I would be paying above um, 1500 baht. So uh, recently I had a doctor's consultation and they did do blood work. They did a urine sample and they did a ultrasound too. <laughs> a lot of they pretty comprehensive. Of <laughs> and I paid out of pocket 2300 baht. So it was so so that's extra from the uh, 1500 baht, and I would also like to say one trick that I do too when when hospitals is when they prescribe medication, mm -hmm. I wouldn't buy it there because they mark it up by three or four times. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I'd ask the doctor to write a prescription. In the West, you do this anyway, yeah. <laughs> right? They'd write you a prescription, you go buy it at a pharmacy. But in Thailand, they'll give you the the medicine there at a huge markup. So what I would do is I'd do it the American style where I'd just go to a pharmacy and come with the, the names of the, the drugs and then they'll get it to there. Obviously you gotta ask the doctor if the pharmacies outside do sell those uh, drugs that, that he's prescribing, but that's one way that you can drastically cut costs because they really do mark it up. Mm -hmm. I've learned that the hard way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a good trick. And another thing to consider when you're looking at the cost of healthcare is if you're going to a private hospital or a um, more local hospital. So some people decide to self-insure if they can't 
get coverage or if they think it's just not worth it. So some people that self-insure just pay out of pocket and that can be very affordable as well. So yeah, obviously in this video, it's, we're, we're trying to give you a general overview on what to expect and then I'm trying to put in my, my own personal examples too to give you a really clear cut example. But you, like we discussed earlier before recording, it really depends on the person, right? So with this one, we're going to wrap that up here. Thank you so much for watching and stay tuned for the next one where we're going to talk about the cultures of Thailand and the different places to live and which city yes. is best for you. That's right. Thank you. Thank you.